So Justin Fields has confirmed that he's unfollowed the Chicago Bears and the NFL on Instagram. The reason why? All of you. Uh, too many people talking like fools about Justin Fields and the idea of drafting Caleb Williams. You know, this is his real life. Like, you know, when, when you post stuff, when the NFL posts highlights of Justin Fields and your immediate response is to be like, they should draft Caleb. Like, regardless of how you feel, this is his true life. And I think for the most part, and I know, listen, most people are above it. Like, hey, you get paid a lot of money. I get it. But here's the thing. I, I can actually understand sometimes where Justin Fields is coming from. Because similarly, um, most of the time, people like to say a lot of rude things to me online. And it's most of the time, it just doesn't matter. And then today, as a matter of fact, I just some kid stopped by on Instagram just to let me know. And this was a, his exact phrase was like, hey, you still suck. He's like, okay. And uh, typically, like, that would never, uh, who cares? Uh, but he got a block because I, I was just in that code. I, I don't know why I was in that mood because I had five over on a, on a nine today. So I feel like I, I was feeling pretty good. I just didn't, I just didn't need to deal with it. Justin Fields doesn't want to deal with it, which is why he unfollowed the Bears uh, and the NFL because you guys have no chill. But uh, we've got some chill things happening on the show tonight. So, Sammy, let's go ahead and get started. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Adam Ray. Trying to cut it back, Justin Fields making magic happen, there goes Fields, touchdown! The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Sports entertainment like no other, it's gonna be sick. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means? And it's time for Take It to the Rank. We will get you sorted before we send you off to AEW or the Tape Never Lies Network, where they'll be talking about Caleb Williams. Uh, of course, there's going to be a new champion on the MTV's The Challenge tonight, The Challenge 39, a new battle for a new champion. That'll be crowned. And for a lot of you, I know that uh, you enjoy the football as many of you are aware, I'm an Arsenal supporter. I don't know who won the game. I don't know what happened. I got one text today while I was golfing. It's like, are you watching the game? I'm like, no, because I got to pick up my kids, so it's going to be interrupted. I'm going to sit down and watch that match as soon as this is over. So if you can just exhibit some chill. Uh, and I know that our guest was like, hey, there was great Champions Leagues on tonight. So uh, I'll find out about that later, and we'll be tweeting about it. But listen... Uh, big show, a lot of cool things to talk about here with Justin Fields making his comments. So I wanted to bring on, uh, we had to turn to the family at some point. You know what I'm saying? We had to go to our cuz the bear down cuz our, our friend that we haven't talked to in quite some time. Bring him on right now. It's uh, Mikey V the bear down cuz it's been way too long. Uh, I've missed you. How have you been doing? <laughs> I've been good. I miss you too. Miss you guys. You guys are, you guys always run a great program here and I'm happy to be aboard. Uh, once again, it's good to see you, Adam. Uh, yeah, a lot to talk about, a lot going on in Bears land, uh, mostly generated by the fan base, I think, more than anything else. But that's what happens this time of year, right before the draft, and especially uh, in the position that the Bears are sitting in. There's just there's always going to be a ton of talk this offseason um, with the quarterback, the draft position, and, and all that good stuff. So it's an exciting time, but it could also be a frustrating time for Bears. Are you fans. like Justin Fields, where you're tired of the conversation about Justin Fields or Caleb Williams? Yeah. I mean, um, I am, I find it fascinating. I do. Um, because you know, Caleb to me is a guy that 
the the conversation gets more interesting this year than it may have been in years past. If if this if this was last year and yeah. we were just going off the 2022 campaign, the Heisman Trophy, the tape, uh, the way he looked, the way USC looked in general, I think we'd have a different outlook on Caleb Williams. But the Notre Dame game happened, and then it was kind of like a downward spiral for USC after that. And a lot of people want to point the finger at Caleb. A lot of people want to talk about certain things that Caleb does, certain uh, certain ways that Caleb acts. Um, and I think it became this polarizing conversation now. And of course, with Justin, he's always going to be one of the most polarizing figures, I think, in the history of the franchise. Uh, no matter which way the Bears go here, this decision that Ryan Pauls makes is going to echo into the eternity of, of Bears lore, good or bad, depending on, on how it goes. But it's just fascinating. I, I am tired of the debate. Do we trade him? Do we pick number one? Do we trade the number one? It, it does get exhausting, but I do find it at the same time. It is fascinating. But I think it's it's healthier to just kind of take a backseat and look at it from the outside looking in and watch everyone just go crazy over it, which I find right. It's like people watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like being at the mall and, and people watching and just seeing how fascinating all these different takes are from all these different sources because everyone – has a strong opinion one way or the other, it seems. And, you know, who's to say who's right and who's to say who's wrong. But we only have like two more months and we'll find out. So not even. We're, we're right there. We're close. We're getting very close. Yes. It, it reminds me, uh, as you were saying about people watching, one of my favorite places in Las Vegas is this spot in the New York, New York. It's called Poor 24. It's right where the two walkways converge coming from the Excalibur or MGM. And you can sit in a certain spot and just, I just, it's not like it's, it's, it's not like a great app, but it's just like everybody, like the busiest corner in the world, everybody is just filing through there and just watching like all walks of life, uh, just pouring through there, so to speak. And it's a fascinating thing. And, and similarly, you know, listening to everybody talk about the Chicago bears, because everybody's talking about it. every, every, whether you're a bears fan or not. Uh, everybody has an opinion. My friend Laquan, who works with us at the NFL Network, he's not a bear. He's a Rams guy, but he just tweeted out recently, like, here's what the Bears should do. Like, everybody, like, everybody uh, has got their opinion. I do know that, obviously, you're an Ohio State guy. You've been a fan of Justin Fields for quite some time before he even came to Chicago. What is your What is your official take? Like, everybody knows that I would keep Justin Fields and build around him. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, going to fist fight anybody over it. Like I understand the other side of the coin, but I'm pro Justin Fields. Which side of the coin are you on? Here's what I'm going to say before I, before I give my position, I'm going to say that I do believe that Ryan Paul's in the catbird seat. I, I think that he is, he is in an advantageous position more so maybe than any other GM in the league over the past two years. Um, that being said, I do think that they are going to trade Justin Fields. I, I mm. do think that that's going to be the ultimate move. I do think they're going to hold on to the number one pick, and I think they're going to draft Caleb Williams. And why do I think that? I think that because it is an unprecedented situation that Ryan Pauls finds himself in to have back-to-back -back number one overall picks in back-to-back -back drafts, in addition to having the ninth overall pick uh, this year as well after the trade with Carolina last year. I mean, if it was anticipated that Carolina was going to have a horrific year, that's tremendous foresight by Polls. I don't think anybody could have predicted that he would have got one, one overall, but nevertheless, here we are. I just don't see a world where Ryan Polls can gamble his career on passing on the number one overall pick in back-to-back -back drafts. And I think that that is going to weigh into this decision so much because 
like I said, it is just such an unprecedented situation that the Bears are in again. And to have a guy like Caleb, who prior to the end of this college football season was talked about as perhaps the best college quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, uh, maybe Trevor Lawrence, you know, right there with him, maybe better, maybe not. Um, I just find it hard to believe that he's going to pass on that. I think if the price is right for Justin, I do think they move on from him. Now, do I think it's the right move? As a Justin Fields lover, and I am, I love Justin Fields. You won't find a guy who was more excited when we drafted Justin Fields. You won't find a guy who backed Justin Fields as long as I could back him. Um, I have seen a lot of the same mistakes repeated over and over and over by him. And yes, the team was a dumpster fire the first year he came in. There was a bad situation with Andy Dalton. We all know about that, how Andy Dalton was promised the job and how that came about. The second year, we did a little bit better to improve it, but the roster was still, you know, you know, begot of, of much talent. We didn't have DJ Moore yet. Cole Komet wasn't who he was yet. He was emerging, but he wasn't the, the force that he was this year, I felt like he was. Um, so really, all we had was Darnell Mooney and then really nobody behind him. And this year, of course, Mooney seemed like he regressed. Uh, whether that was because of Bears development or things didn't just work out the way they should have, whatever. But I blame the offensive line. I've blamed the coaching staff. I've blamed the roster. The bottom line is this league is about winning, Adam. You know that as, as well as anybody. Uh, you saw what Patrick Mahomes did this year with a team that by all intents and purposes, for all intents and purposes, <laughs> was not the strongest Kansas City team we've seen in the past five years. It just wasn't yeah. roster-wise. Um, but Somehow, some some of these quarterbacks just can elevate the team no matter what. Now, there's not many of them that could do it. It's a handful of guys in that tier that I, I believe are, are near roster proof. They can really just, whatever they're given, they can just seem to always elevate it. And it's a passing league. And as a passer, I just haven't seen enough from Justin over three years as a starter to believe that that he's going to be the answer long-term for them at quarterback. I think he's a phenomenal athlete. I think he's a phenomenal kid. I think he says all the right things. I think he works hard as hell. I think he does all the right things. But at the end of the day, every game I watch, I, I find myself over and over again, get rid of the ball, Justin. Get rid of the ball, Justin. Get rid of the ball. Get rid of the ball. Get rid of the ball. I have to find myself doing that at least six, seven times a game, turnovers, taking the sacks. I mean, there's stats to back some of that stuff up. I don't want to get into the weeds with it, but you right. know, his, his major statistical categories as a passer still bottom of the league after three years, he has his moments Adam, And that's, what's so frustrating about him. You know, I, he's a brilliant player from time to time, the splash plays, but the consistency hasn't been found. Now, are we going to feel like idiots if we do trade him and he all of a sudden goes somewhere and, and they become whatever team he goes to, if it's Atlanta, if it's Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, sure. If he goes there and then all of a sudden that's a super team because of him, of course, we're going to feel stupid. But hindsight is always 2020. I just think that they've exhausted. They've exhausted that 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 area of the team, I think, to, to the point where I again, I come back to can Ryan Poles really roll the dice on fields for another year and really get rid of that number one overall pick again? I think ultimately that's really what's going to be weighing on his mind is can I pass on one one again? Yeah, that's the toughest part. I, I think that too, when you look at what do you feel worse about like with some of this stuff is like, cause ultimate, like part of it is like, how big of an idiot do I look if I do this? And I think that if you trade away Justin Fields and let's say he went to Pittsburgh and he starts to winning a bunch of games, they do really well. 
you can still reason that away. Be like, well, Getsy screwed him. And, you know, he still won just seven games while he was here. He wasn't passing for more than 225 yards ever. So, like, it ever. made sense for us to get rid of him. Like, I think people would, would do that. But if you held on to him and Caleb Williams goes somewhere like Washington and he has a C.J. Stroud type of rookie season, then you're like, we just look like that looks worse. And I know that's not yes. how Ryan pulls his yes. like, I know that's not going into his thing, but it does have to go into his thing because if you make a mistake with Justin and you go forward, you're like, well, now we, do we, do we give him the Daniel Jones money? Like, what do we do? Like what? We're kind of stuck with him because this is a unique opportunity to have the number one overall pick, which we wouldn't anticipate having again. Like, cause we have never had it ever until last season. And now we've had it twice stands the reason like this, this team, the way that it's built, uh, will at least win seven games next year. And if you trade it to a team, yeah, it, it's too risky. And so for me, I, I understand, I understand all of that, but I still back Justin Fields, but I understand a lot of, there's a, there's a thing about Justin Fields. And I was thinking about this today. It's a lot. I know that you are Mikey Mulligans and you are, you are learning the game of golf. <laughs> a lot of, like, I was thinking about this today. Like Justin is a lot like playing golf where you're just like, there's times where I, I almost drove the, I almost drove the green on a par four today. And I, which I never do. I don't have that kind of, but I just smoked one. I'm like, that's what Justin sometimes feels like. Like there's just things that are just so outrageous. Like, God, that was so good. And there's other times that I chili dip one, like two feet. You're like, I don't know. I, I guess I would want more consistency. So I understand that's the that's whole not, thing. You know, that's and that's, the, the, consist the consistency for me is where it becomes so frustrating, um, you know, against good teams in particular. And, and, you know, I hate to harp, harp on the Packers, the Packers, the Packers, because, you know, I don't like to do that. But, you know, I really was all in on that last game this year. And it really was just like Groundhog Day. It, it really yeah. was like Groundhog Day. It was just a situation where couldn't get, get anything going offensively. And it was the same in the first game, first game of the year. It was again, Groundhog's Day with Green Bay. Um, and yes, I, you know, I'm not going to just say that it's, it's a one team thing. Cause it's not, it's not just against one team. I mean, listen, there's 22 quarterbacks in this league this year that threw for as many or more 225 yard games in one season than Justin has in his entire career as an NFL quarterback, 22 other guys. And I'm talking about names like Desmond Ritter, yeah. you know, I'm talking about Aiden O'Connell. I'm not talking about Mahomes. I'm not talking about Josh Allen. Of course, they're there, but I'm, it's not like I'm I'm, I'm naming stuff. You know, I'm talking about Joe Flacco, Gardner Minshew. You know, th that's something that just I can't get past the fact that I love having a dynamic athletic quarterback because I think that's a recipe yeah. for success in this league. You look at Josh Allen, you look at Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, all those guys could boogie and scoot when they need to. Even Justin Herbert to a degree, Joe Burrow has got some legs on him. A lot of people don't realize yeah. that. But at the end of the day, it's a passing league. And if your quarterback cannot sit in that pocket and, and have a presence to strike fear in that defense and, and make those throws when he's just got to take the drop and, and get rid of it and make the reads quick, that's just to me is not a long-term recipe for success in this league. I just You can't rely on a guy that's just going to dip out of the pocket. Yes, he's going to make spectacular plays. There's nobody better at improvising. You could talk to me about Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, but when it comes to escapability and running, I don't think there's anybody that compares to him at the quarterback position. But 
He's injury prone. We've had issues with him injured every single year. And do people think that's really going to go away if he continues to play the style of football he's going to play? I certainly don't think so. Unfortunately, his track record shows otherwise. That's not his fault. It's just the style in which he plays. Um, but yeah, I, I though that's like my main concern is is his operating as a, as a pocket passer in this league, which at a certain point. When the defense takes away that run, you have to do it. And I, I just haven't seen it over a long-term period, game after game after game, where I, I believe he could do it. You know, And that hurts. Believe me, don't come after me. I, it hurts. It hurts. I wanted yeah. this to work more than anybody. Promise you when I say that. I wanted this. I wanted him to be the 15-year the franchise quarterback. That's what I wanted. But I'm also – like accepting at least what I perceive to be somewhat of the reality now that that's you, likely we're not going to happen. I, I, if, I would think if this was his second season or if perhaps let's say if Carolina won like, you know, 10 games and the yeah. pick was in the teens, would we Absolutely. be talking about, would we be talking no. about the bears drafting a quarterback right now? No, no, I don't think we would. I don't think we would. And that's, that's a great point. And I had thought about that today in the car on the way home. I was thinking to myself, if we had like pick 15, this would be a, this would be a non-conversation. The point yeah. would be moot there because you're not going to reach. I mean, you're not going to reach and take like a, like a Spencer Rattler at 15. Yeah. I don't think you're going to do that. I don't think you're going to take a JJ McCarthy. I mean, perhaps they may have, but they certainly, I would think, I would think at that point they would have kept fields. You know, but, the, you know, the fans would probably be up in arms that we wasted a first round pick with fields on a quarterback. But I think it's it, that's it's a moot point if that was the pick. But the reality is it's an unprecedented situation, like I said. And I again, I just can't see a GM surviving this. It, and as good as polls has been, and I've liked a lot of the things Ryan Poles has done, I think. From if you compare the dumpster fire that this roster was two years ago to what he's done now, defense, most interceptions in the league, they looked phenomenal to close out the year. Yes, of course, they had their moments up front. They still need to add bodies in the pass rush. They still need a little help uh, in the middle to shore up the middle a little bit. But the secondary, you know, Eddie Jackson's gone, but Eddie kind of really wasn't making much of an impact. But their corners, Tyreek Stevenson, Kyler right. Gordon, these guys were making impact plays. They look great. You know, and a lot of the guys are guys that polls brought in or drafted. So they flipped that around. You got your number one receiver. Now you could bolster it. You could go get a Malik Neighbors. You could go get uh you could go get a Romeo uh Dunze. You could you could you could get one of those guys and bolster that. You could go after Brock Bowers. There's a lot of options there to bolster that offense. Couple more linemen. He's got the bullets, you know, he's got the bullets to do it. Um, it's just a matter of of what he thinks he needs most. But uh yeah, so I think if they're picking in the teens. This would be a whole different conversation, but they're not. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, yeah, it's a hypothetical situation, but it's like you are given this unique opportunity. It's like you're at a craps table and somebody hands you a thousand dollars. Like, here you can go gamble. You're like, all right, we might as well do this. We might as well take advantage of it. I still, I don't know. I, I weigh it too. It's like Caleb Williams, and you're going to get somebody great at number nine. Perhaps they move back up and try to get somebody. I saw somebody like again because everybody has their own like little theory. And I've talked about this one at quite some time because as upset as I would be uh, to see Justin Fields go, because like you, I've been invested in, I'm I'm not an Ohio state fan. So I'm, I'm not as in, I wasn't as invested in him until we got into the draft or actually the game against Clemson is when I really fell in love with him. I'm like, Oh my God, I love this guy. Like I wish I would have watched more of his games in college. So I really got into it. That's the guy that I wanted and nobody but behind you. Uh, I was the number, I was the number two fan. I was Justin yep. Fields, number two fan. And so it's tough for me. But when I look at this and I'm like, 
I'm going to support whomever the quarterback is. And even if it's not Caleb Williams and they trade down and take Drake May or whatever they do, I'm going to support whoever is the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. But one thing that would make me like, like would make it, um, would make it uh, easier to swallow, I guess, so to speak, is if they also traded up and got Marvin Harrison Jr., which because they have so much capital. Could you see something like that happening? Why not go for it? I mean, like, look at what look look what the Texans did last year is they went after and they got CJ Stroud and they're like, you know what? We're not done. Let's go out and let's go get Will Anderson Anderson. to go along and whatever it is. Rookies of the I mean, they both won rookie of the year, their respective sides of the ball. I mean, it's a great move in retrospect. Yeah. Like, could the bear? I mean, like Ryan Poles has amazed us before and outside of the Chase Claypool thing, I think that he's pretty much nailed everything. Could you see the Bears doing something like that? I mean, listen, Marvin Harrison Jr. to me, and I've been saying it since the beginning of last season, to me is the best wide receiver prospect I've ever seen since Calvin Johnson. I I think he's the best. And, uh, you know, I I would love to have Marvin Harrison on this team. Obviously, that's another Ohio State guy. I think him and and DJ Moore together would be instantly one of the top duos in the league. Um, But I I just don't know if I can – I mean, I guess there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. If if that's really when they – They would have to get get back up to three probably. They would would need need the Patriots to want to bounce out of there. Yep, and, and, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. If that's their guy after scouting everything and that's the move they really want to make, I I wouldn't be shocked if they they package something together to go and get them. The only thing with the Bears is, again, I just think that they still need so much help everywhere – um, you know, they, they need a center desperately. Yeah. They haven't had a reliable center. It feels like in, in since, since Robert, uh, since Olin Groots, really, I mean, yeah, you know, we had, we had, we had a nice little run there when, you know, but white hair played out of position when he played center. And then when we had James Daniels, they, they, they played, he was a center at Iowa, but then they moved him to guard and they played him out of position. Very bizarre. It feels like we haven't had a reliable rock center in a long time. Uh, and they need that desperately. They need another interior guy. They need another tackle, perhaps. So, you know, there's issues on the O-line. I think there's just so many spots that need to get filled still that I, I don't know if if he's going to want to dump so much capital. It depends how much capital, I guess, that it yeah. would take to move up to get M- MHJ. But I would, I mean, I would love Marvin Harrison. I mean, obviously, I would love him. But, uh, you know, uh, the, a lot of people are saying in the chat, like, that I'm I'm dumping on Justin again. I, I'm not. No, I, I love no. the, I love the guy, man. I'm just, you I'm can just be telling honest. you. Yeah, I'm just telling you, like like how I see it. Here's my thing: is for everybody saying like that I'm hating on Fields and that it's the O line, the coaching, and the roster. Okay, what if Justin again next year as a starter only wins? Now he's averaged three wins, a little over three wins each year. He's got ten wins total as the starting quarterback. He started three seasons now, at least a part of a part of each. Three wins, a little bit over each season. Suppose next year they keep Fields, and he has the same issues, and they only win three to four or five games with him as the starter. What's the excuse then next year? What what's yeah. the like? That's my thing. Is like, can you continue to gamble on it being everyone else's fault but him? Like, and I'm not saying it's his fault completely. I don't think that would ever be the case. It's a team game, right? It's a team sport. It's the team game, in my opinion, the ultimate team game. But like, at what point do you say, you know, we have to kind of hold the quarterback accountable to a certain degree? Because if it fails again next year and we keep them, what's the excuse going to be then? You know, but 
getting off track on MHJ, I think he's the best. I think he's no. the best wide receiver I've seen since Calvin Johnson coming out. Would love to have him. Uh, if there's a will, there's a way. But again, Adam, I think it'll all depend on on the asking price. I don't know how 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 deep he's willing to reach in his pockets for that. No, it's true, and he's he's shown that he loves like he's he's not afraid to make moves. Obviously, because he has done that before. But I think that he also values he also values draft picks, which is another thing that goes into this into this whole situation. Because I mean, when you're when you're taking Caleb Williams. You're also realizing like how much you're giving up. You're you're you are giving up draft capital in that. What would that pick fetch? Like if you oh. think of what Bryce what Bryce Young brought to the Bears last season, I think that Caleb Williams would bring even more. And I more. I've talked about this before. Yeah, like if, like if the Falcons came up and said, "Listen, we'll give you we'll you go from one to seven. We'll give you this year's number seven, next year's number one." We'll give you an additional number one the following year and Kyle Pitts. Again, like I'm starting to think like how bad is Justin? Like I, I can kind of go with this. And it goes back to the point about like if the Bears were just picking ninth, they would not even be entertaining a quarterback right now. And I know that. And again, I think that we can be critical of Justin of like, yep, get rid of the ball, do this, do that. Shane Waldron coming in like maybe, you know, we saw how we saw how Geno played and like having that team built around you. You talk about what Patrick Mahomes was able to do. You also think about what the 49ers have been able to do, uh, sure. what Philadelphia had been able to do the year before. Like, God, you put a, a decent quarterback behind there, and I think that Justin's better better than decent. Now, now that's interesting that you say that because I was thinking about, along those lines also, Adam, and I heard people, a couple people say that. And the 49ers, yeah. they get to the show almost every year. NFC title game almost every year. Every year, yeah. But the, but the, but, and same thing with the Buffalo uh, the Buffalo Bills, excuse me. You said um, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, the year that they, they – And they the fell off this that, year, but yeah. That, right, but the Niners, that want, the, the, the team that's not as good, doesn't have the superstar roster, the Kansas City Chiefs, why do they win? Because that yeah. guy is that quarterback. this league really is just so much about that position now more so than it's ever been because it's the most protected position uh, because everything is pass, pass, pass. Now it's just like, yeah, the 49ers are great. 49ers are a powerhouse team, all-star roster, best left tackle, top five tight end, top five wide out, top five gadget player. I guess you could say in Debo number one running back, top five edge rusher in Bosa top five, probably number one inside linebacker and Fred Warner, but the, but, but the quarterback, the quarterback and Brock Purdy didn't even play that bad. But when push came to shove, it was Mahomes to Kelsey, Mahomes to Kelsey, Mahomes to Kelsey. And, and it's just wild that it's, it it is that way because the Niners, I think you're right, Adam. They, this this is a team that on paper, you look at their roster, they should have won three Super Bowls, maybe. They should yeah. have won two or three Super Bowls, and and they haven't. And but why? And why didn't they? It's the quarterback. Yeah, it's why didn't they? Like, do you want to build the superstar team and have a quarterback that you're not quite certain about, or do you want to have the superstar quarterback of the potential? And now, listen. Here's another caveat to this whole conversation. Caleb Williams could bust. He could. Yeah. He could bust. He could bust. I. See, I, I can't predict the future. I, there's a much more vulgar saying to that. I got two things. Neither of them are crystal. I'm not going to go there, but. <laughs> There, there, I can't predict the future. Caleb could easily bust. He could. The Bears could mismanage him. He couldn't. He might not be the right fit, or he might not. He just might not be an. You won't know until he plays. But the bottom line is, like, which route do you want to go? Do you want to start paying a guy that you're going to have to throw a bag to if you decide to keep him past another year, 
Or yeah. do you want to reset the clock and, and see what you get from a guy who up until midway through the 2023 college season was regarded as one of the top can't miss. Nobody was disagreeing. He was a can't miss prospect at quarterback. Everybody said it. The game against Notre Dame, it was like everything changed. And I'm not saying people are wrong for taking that opinion because we saw against Washington, UCLA, all these all these games that he struggled in and that USC really struggled in. Uh, yeah. We saw all the antics and the extracurriculars, but you know, wh what do you want to do? It's not, it's not an easy decision. It's not an easy decision to make. I'm glad I don't have to make it. Yeah. That's, and it, and it's interesting too, because I, again, for, I'm not reading the comments because I don't want, I, I don't trust. I know there's like, I know there's a couple of lions fans in there who are probably so happy to, to spoil the arsenal game for me, but sure. I'm just kidding. No, people are cool. Um, but it is interesting. Cause like, there are not two guys who are more pro fields than us. I, you would, you would be very hard to find guys like that. Correct. correct. But every time you go through this exercise, it is really like there are a litany of outcomes that all of them could be right. Like all of them could be correct. Like there's no, yep. there, the process of all of this is spot on. There's nothing like, there's nothing crazy outside of taking Drake may or one of the other guys. Like I, I can't, I can't, I'm, I will not do it. I was, I saw somebody the other day, like, Hey, when you look at the top, like stop talking about Drake may, cause there'll be another Drake may next season. Caleb Williams is different. And Caleb Williams to me is the only other quarterback. The only one that makes this work. Otherwise, like why, so why don't, would you, you don't like, you don't like Daniels or Penix. They're fine. They're, they're fine, right. but they're quarterback. We get those guys every year. Okay. Caleb Williams is the only one who follows the mold of Trevor Lawrence and Andrew Luck. And players like that, those other guys are like, yeah, this guy's pretty good. Like there's, there's rare years, um, where there's like no quarterback prospects where you're just like, oh God, there's really like, who are we? Like, what was it? Kenny Pickett season comes out. Like that was, that was the one year we were like, there's not a good quarterback. Like I, yeah, it, it would, it would, even last year, but no, cause last year was good too. Cause I think Bryce young is better than people are giving him credit for CJ Stroud is obviously really good. Anthony Richardson's going to probably develop and do some nice things too. So there's always, there's always quarterbacks. And I feel like Penix and Daniels and those guys kind of follow into that CJ Stroud, Bryce, Bryce young type of, you know, category of like, we have those guys every year. Caleb Williams is special, which is why this makes it work. And again, you can go through it and like, I could talk myself into taking Caleb Williams. I could talk myself into taking Justin Fields. It doesn't really matter because you know, it's not up to me. It's not up to us. Um, yeah. but I, I see it, I see it on, and it, it just doesn't need to become nasty and it doesn't need to be as polarizing as it is. And we should just be happy. Like these, these are our choices. It's not like we're trying to choose between Justin Fields and Christian Ponder. It's Caleb Williams, who is one of the top prospects to come out in a long time. I do want to ask you though, because this is the one thing that I hear time and time again. And this actually disturbs me more than anything else. It's like, well, the bears have never developed a quarter. Like, okay, sure. But like Ryan Poles has been the GM for two years. Like it, this is a completely different operation. And I know everybody points to the owner, like the same owner, like, okay, well, listen, like there's, there's uh, like Kansas city had not developed a, the, the hunt family has owned the chiefs since the inception of that franchise. They had not developed a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes until Patrick Mahomes. Okay. So like it, that does not matter at all. Do you think, do you buy into any of that? Like, oh, the Bears will just miss me. I, I feel actually really confident with the organization that we've put together over the last 24 months, that they're actually going to develop a quarterback if they do end up going in that direction. 
Yeah, again, I I think something that neither of us could really predict or foresee, um, but we could certainly have opinions on it. And you're absolutely right about the analogy with the Chiefs. I think it's a good one. Um, here's the thing is like people got to remember too, like Patrick Mahomes, nine other teams passed on that guy too. You know, yeah. him coming out, you know, the, he wasn't exactly the most highly touted uh, prospect coming out of college nope. either. Like, and not even compared to Caleb, who's a consensus number one for most people. Like you got a guy like Patrick who they, they, they listed a litany of reasons as to why Mahomes was not going to work out in this league. And look what happened. Is that going to happen with Caleb? It's unlikely. It's unlikely because Mahomes is on his way to potentially being a Tom Brady level quarterback, right? Potential goat talk, right? If not already. So, I mean, the odds of that happening with Caleb, we have to remain realistic, are very, very, very slim. But we don't need him to be the greatest of all time. We just need him to win games and put us in position, uh, a better position than we've been in since 2010, really. I mean, we had the nice little run in 18, but it was really worthless. We didn't win a playoff game, anything like that. Um, So... We're looking to be put in a better position than we have been in over a decade. And and people like want to fight that and they want to resist that change because people are 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 and rightfully so maybe afraid of him busting. And I get that. I do. But I am so used to systematic quarterback failure with this organization that to me it really <laughs> would be just another day at the office. It really would be. I would just it it just would be what it is. So if it didn't happen that way and he was successful and like you said, Adam, they did develop him successfully, man, what a what a what a treat that would be. That would be a, a major, major surprise and a plus. I would, you know, I would I would look at it so much more positively because I'm automatically expecting the worst guys. And if you're a true bears fan, you're automatically expecting the worst with every situation. That's just my opinion. So anything positive is a bonus. Yeah, that's very true. And it's, you know, cause a lot of the comments will be like, you'll just be drafting a quarterback three years from now. I'm like, yeah, very possible. possible. Knowing Ryan Poles, he'll probably have like multiple first round picks going into that draft. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't matter. Cause I, I look at this scene, like that's another thing too. It's like, and Carmen talks about this a lot is that Caleb Williams, it, it won't be like Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville or one of these quarterbacks going into a bad situation. It's like, you're going to a team that won seven games. Uh, that was very competitive that lost three games where they had over a 90% chance of closing sure. it out. Like very close to being a playoff team. There was, there was a chance that last year, that week 18 game against the Packers would have been a game that we were resting starters because we had already won 10 games and we didn't need to win that game. So Caleb Williams has also got that going for him, which again, and then when you start talking about like, Hey, there's a, you know, the quarterback that the, 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 uh, quarterback clock starts over, you know, you're paying him on a rookie deal for X amount of years. And then you can pay Jalen Johnson because you don't have to worry about paying Justin Fields. There's, there's a lot of good, there, there's reasons. I get it. I understand all of it. And again, uh, hopefully we won't have to talk about this too much longer. You talked about how we'll know this in the next couple of months. I do know. And I talked to DJ Moore about this at the Super Bowl. He was traded on March. I believe it was 13th, 11th. March 10th, March 11th. 11th. It was a Friday. I do know it was a Friday because I was on total access that day. Sure. And I went on that. I went on the TV and I was like, hey, Ryan Poles has been killing it. And everybody's like, what about Chase Claypool? I'm like, all right, Chase. 
He's had one bad one. Like he's that had to pull one. That was he had to pull miss. one out but, of it. He had to pull well, one listen, out of it. Well, listen, not for nothing. Then the Dolphins go ahead, went ahead and took Chase Claypool. So it's like there's other teams making that same mistake. It's not just yeah. the Bears. You know, the Steelers drafted him. Then the Dolphins took him after what I saw that nobody should have took him ever. That should have been yeah. the end of his his tenure. But, you know, teams, teams can make mistakes. He should have been playing in whatever league the rock owns right now. Like that, that That's should have been right. it. But That's you know what? I, I still feel like, so in the next couple of weeks, we'll go through the combine. Uh, the combine is going to be starting in a couple of weeks. They'll go out. They'll meet with all these guys. I fully intend to see Ryan Poles put Caleb Williams through the ringer and to try to test him mentally. It's kind of like that scene in, uh, in uh, Armageddon where the, the Navy pilots got Ben Affleck and Owen Wilson in the planes. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to put you through the paces because I really want to test you and see what you're made of. And I think the bears are going to do that to Caleb Williams to see if they can get him the break or what kind of mental makeup he has. And if he passes with flying colors, I could foresee them going and doing that and eventually trading Justin Fields. And, you know, we'll we'll have to deal with that when that comes. The bears need to put the screws to Caleb Williams as hard as they can to the point where it's rude. They need to yeah. they need to make it rude on Caleb Williams to really see how far he could be pushed and what buttons could, they could press and and really just just try and I, I mean listen that's that's the name of the game I mean this is the NFL it's a business at the end of the day and they need to make certain that whatever decision they make they have the most information possible from both sides uh, before they make that ultimate decision and listen Adam I think at the end of the day. If some team came in and said, listen, well, they make that ludicrous offer and it's yeah. it's beyond ludicrous, then I think you may have a, a scenario where the Bears move off that one pick. But I just have a feeling that the ask would be so astronomical that yeah. it would it, that I don't think it'll get met. And also, again, I'll go back to this. If they do the evaluation on Caleb and they go to the combine and they go to the pro day and they put the screws to him, and he passes with flying colors, and that's their guy, I don't care what the offer is, you don't move off of him. You just don't. You don't, because nothing will be worth that if you really, truly believe in the guy, you take him. Yeah, it makes too much sense, and I think that that's ultimately going to be it. And again, um, there seems to be people that really, truly believe that the decision has already been made, but uh, we'll see that coming in. And I know that Justin Fields talked about it today, about, you know, wanting to stay with the with the with the uh with the bears did you watch actually you sent me the link uh what did you think about him in the podcast i thought that justin in that interview was the best that i've ever seen him and such a likable person already i really loved it and i also love that he called out the steelers or the referee of the steelers game during his season that was the best i thought that that was the best part of the whole thing yeah um Number one, I think they do a pretty decent job on that podcast. Um, but, you know, I was listening to New York Sports Radio on my way home from work today, and, and they had said that what Justin Fields' answer was to the deleting of the social media, his team off social media, and a lot of people have done this. This is So many guys now get ca- caught in the crosshairs of who they unfollow on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. It becomes a storyline. Yeah. And I thought his response, and they said on the radio, okay. they were like, this may be the best response I've ever heard. Was that, listen, I'm going on vacation. I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear about whether they're keeping me or drafting my replacement. And Adam, you started this whole show with, you know, he's a human being. You know, imagine you in the chat right now lighting up all these comments talking about how insane I am about 
the Justin Fields thing. Imagine if you went to work every day and all you heard about God. was, is your boss going to keep you or is he going to hire a new guy to replace you? That's the hot shot new kid out of college that they want to hire to replace. You. If you heard that every single day, you would be getting frustrated too. And perhaps you would want to unfollow whatever kind of media or news outlets that keep, uh, you know, repeating that over and over and over again for you to see. So, you know, do I think it's a great move optically personally for me, if you're going to do that, you know, maybe the better move would have been just delete the app altogether or mute the account or, you know, un, you know, do something where, yes. where it doesn't show that I think you can mute oh, an account where you don't see it. Like can. there's other options. I think that, that maybe optically certainly would have looked a lot better to the people because I mean, listen, that move is just bringing more attention to him. He had to know that with all the attention that's already on him, the number one overall pick, Caleb Williams, Justin Fields, trade him or not. When you unfollow the bears, you know, yeah. That it's the, the attention is going to blow up even more, but maybe that you know Justin's not stupid either. You know, maybe he's a smart right. guy. Yeah, maybe man. you know, yeah, man, listen, listen, yeah, could man. be could be a whole move. You know, you don't know. You but um, I, I thought the podcast was good, and I thought the answer was fine. I thought the I thought was I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a secret, and um, I won't listen. I won't say who, but like, I will tell you that every oh God, what is it? Cause I obviously follow a lot of fantasy accounts and I want to support people in the industry, Sure. but uh, when it gets to around, I want to say June, probably actually more so after the draft. Uh, Cause I like to have everybody's information ready to go. Cause I love, I love gathering information, but after about right around June, I've, I pretty much mute just about every fantasy person that I follow and don't, don't and, and not, and not in a, not in a way of like taking offense. It's not malicious. It's not malicious. I don't, I don't want it to go against what I'm thinking because way sure. too many times I've had people talk me out of a move that I really wanted to make. And you're like, I gotta be, you gotta have conviction. You know what? It's kind of like when you're sitting there and you've decided to go with your six iron and you're like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go with it. And I don't want anybody like, I'm just going with it. And this is what I feel comfortable with. Cause if I change it similarly, and John Hansen, uh, who's on Sirius XM is also, he doesn't even follow anybody. I follow. Cause I still think it's important to follow. And once, once draft season is over, once we get into September, then I go back and I, I hit follow again. Uh, just because like everybody has information, which is what I want. I just don't want the people during draft season, but I don't unfollow them because that would feel yeah. That would feel like a slap in the face and people get upset. And like, I accidentally unfollowed somebody on Instagram recently. Um, and I was like, Oh geez, I'm so sorry. I'm like, ah, I'm an, I'm an old man. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't use that excuse. Adam. You got a lot of uh, electronic, uh, no, uh, where I'm too, I'm too savvy. Yeah. It's a bonehead <laughs> move. Hey, but I, I know, I know that I've dropped a couple of golf references uh, here. So before you go, I just want to know really quick. Are you still, are you still swinging the sticks? How's yeah, the uh, Mikey Mulligan's the Swiss, but, going? But you know, I'm in I'm in Jersey, so you're you know, in Jersey. We're, so this... we're we're in frozen winter right now, so you know what yeah. I mean. I, I don't get out as much as I like to. I actually uh, hurt my back not too long ago, um, unrelated. So I, I had to take it easy a little bit. But um, yeah, no. I, and just to piggyback off of that, I mean, I totally get that. I, I do a subscription service on Instagram now. Been doing it for two years. Where I uh, I do uh, you know gambling picks, sports gambling picks because I've been around that my entire life. I've been doing that a long time. Um, yeah. But to your point, the worst thing you could do when you're in something like that, where it's predictive, you know, data driven, you know, pretty much predictions is 
following all these other accounts that do the same thing because yeah. it will cloud your judgment. You will second guess yourself. So I totally, totally am on board with that. And I agree with that. That could, that could be a serious detriment to, to how you think and how you process everything. And that's, you know, why people follow you is because they want Adam rank. They don't want, yeah. you know, somebody, they don't want, you know, I don't, don't want Adam Jake Seeley in, in, sure. in getting into my mind and sure. trying to change it. Sure. Um, sure. And it's so, yeah, it's so funny, especially uh, I'll just go back to the Super Bowl. Like I was a couple of weeks ago when the playoffs started, I'm like, I think the Chiefs might win the Super Bowl. So I picked the Chiefs in every game and people were upset with me. When I put out my prediction, you can go to Instagram and find this. When I picked the AFC championship game, I even said that the Chiefs were going to beat the Ravens, which everybody thought I was crazy. And I go, and then they're going to end up having the most unlikely of repeats because they're going to end up beating whoever advances in the NFC championship game. And by the time we got the Super Bowl Sunday and being out there in Las Vegas, I allowed that to influence me and change my mind. I, see, like you just stick with it. Yeah, like if I just would have yeah. stuck with the Chiefs, my I life. Told over that, the last I, 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 I told that to everybody, man. I, I said so many people jumped off of Kansas City after Championship Sunday. And if you watch both those games on Championship Sunday, and if you watch the divisional round and you watch the wild card round, Why? forget the wild card round. The Chiefs wiped the Dolphins at home in a freezing cold game. Forget that. But if you watch divisional round and Championship Sunday, the Chiefs went on the road against a Buffalo Bills team that yeah. had been waiting. They'd been waiting to get They're Kansas City at home for years. They've been waiting to get them at home while Allen's playing his best football of the season, which he was, and a decent defense on top of it. The Chiefs still won. The following week, the Ravens get them uh, on the road at home for them, for the Ravens with the MVP of the league and the best defense in football, and the Chiefs still won. Meanwhile, you look at San Francisco. They bring Green Bay in there over a touchdown underdog, almost a 10-point underdog Green Bay, and they almost lose and probably should have lost outright to Green Bay. 100%. Following week, they're a touchdown favorite again against the Detroit Lions, a dome team coming into their building, and they should have lost again. And somehow in the two-week break between Championship (laughs) Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday, everyone and their mother, and I'm talking about sharps, and when I say sharps, guys that handicap games, we're giving out Niners, 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 Niners. And I had thought about it, and I thought about, well, you know, Christian McCaffrey, the run game. Well, you know, that defense for San Francisco. Well, you know, Debo Samuel says he's going to do this. And But at the end of the day, you stick to what you stick to what you know stick when it comes to thing. the Kansas City Chiefs. You die on the Patrick Mahomes Hill in the Super Bowl every time unless he's playing Tom Brady. I don't care yeah. who he's playing, what team they're playing, you die on the Mahomes Hill because you'll feel a lot better about it than if you died on the Brock Purdy Hill and you watch <laughs> Mahomes lift the Lombardi and you look at him and you say, How did I bet against this guy? Man, this guy, this is what he does. It's what he does. Yes. He wins the Super Bowls. It's it's annoying. But it's the new Patriots. It's the new dynasty. I never thought we'd see one, but it sure looks like, and that's a team, Adam, to me, I don't know about your opinion, that's a team that's only moving up next season. That team's going to get so much better next year. I don't even think they were good this year. I I mean, they were good. They were good, but... I mean, they are going to vastly improve, I think, this offseason, and they're going to be real scary next year. Real scary. They're going to be scary next year, and it's very similar, like, you know, obviously the Patriots. It, it, the thing that is funny to me is everybody talks about Patrick Mahomes, like, hey, for such, three and four years at such a young age, you're like, yeah, Tom Brady also did the same thing. Uh, yeah. And then they went out, and Tom Brady went out there and had the perfect season in 2007. He went to two other Super Bowls and then won three more after, four more after that. Um and with a different team. And with a different team, which I believe that Patrick Mahomes can do. 
Uh, but I'm still going to go Brady. But I, I still think that, yeah, the Chiefs are going to be very good for a long time. And I think that uh, it, it's going to be annoying. And um, that's okay. But again, going back to just like you said, like, why? Like, I was on the Chiefs again, like the Chiefs, the whole playoffs. Chiefs in Buffalo. Yeah, the Chiefs will win that game. I was so confident. See, and I was off of them. I was off of them. I, t- I went Buffalo and I went Baltimore because Baltimore and the Chiefs were my two Super Bowl picks prior to the year. But I was rolling with Baltimore the whole year. I went yeah. against them twice in a row, Adam. I said, I will not do it again. I will not. I, I, I said, I couldn't. I couldn't. Now, you were rolling with the Chiefs, so you were kind of opposite. There was no reason. There was no reason to get off other than my own <laughs> stupidity. And if it's this would have been a lot of people did it. A lot of people. Did if it. we would have been in Miami. I really do believe this. If we would have been in Miami and there hadn't been so many 49er fans around, it would have been easy to just kind of be like, ah, whatever. They're... I had my initial analysis. I was right on. Uh, pretty spot on with what it... 49ers played better than I thought they would, but initially. So yeah. I was... Yeah, I just... I got swept up into it. And it's it's hard. It's easy to do. It's it, I mean, that's Vegas. Like, there's so many times where you're just like, ah, like, ah... Yeah, I'll split tens. Like I don't go. Let's go, let's go crazy. Like we're having a good time. Uh, it felt like house money at that time. And I also, had, I all all I had to do was not record a video. Like if I just would have gone into the stadium and just done what I was doing, uh, could have saved myself a lot of a lot of trouble. Uh, I could have actually the day before I was like, hey, I'm the vibe of the 49ers is feeling strong. I should have just left it at that. But like, no, no, no. I stuck with my pick. Um, but it is what it is. But listen, uh, I want to thank you. Uh, for joining us here. I didn't want to keep you too much longer. 45, tight 45 is what I was aiming for. I know that you had to, you know, it was very nice of your wife to clear this tonight uh, for you to come join us here on short notice. It's always a pleasure uh, talking to you. Uh, Hopefully we can go out there and swing the sticks sometime in the, in the near future. I forget, like it's been raining out here. It was like 12 degrees Celsius the other day. Um, It gets like, I get real like, I get bent out of shape when the driving range is closed for like four consecutive days. I'm like, really? Like this is, I'm so spoiled. Um, I can't even imagine what it's like to be on the East coast and having to you deal need with to, this. You need to tell the NFL network, they got to build a simulator for you in your garage. Something yeah, that's like that. what I, that's what I wanted. Like I, when they were building, when they were building the facility here at SoFi stadium, one of the first, cause MJ Acosta Ruiz was kind of our liaison. I'm like, Hey, where are they? Are they putting in a gym? They're like, no, there's not gonna be a gym. And now we have a big empty spot that nothing's used that you're like, you know, you could have put in a couple of ellipticals there and we would have been fine. Golf simulator would have been even better, but you know what? (laughs) Uh, We'll work on that. I got in trouble one time because there's a, there's a, there's a demo field that we don't actually own. It's actually part of SoFi stadium, believe it or not. Uh, The one that uh, the game day morning crews on Sunday morning actually belongs to SoFi. It doesn't belong to us, even though it's right outside of our studio. I got in trouble for chipping balls there one day. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, ah, whatever. It's like, it's artificial. I can't take divots. You're fine. Um, but yeah, so we'll go swing the sticks one day, but wanted to thank you. How does everybody follow you? Where could we, cause I know that you have the, uh, the Patreon. Is it Patreon? Is that what they call no, it? It's a no, it's a, it's a, it's a IG subscription. Yeah. It's an IG you subscription. Do college hoops too? What's up? Do you do, do you do uh, college hoops? Yeah, college hoops, NHL, uh, MLB, but really uh, college football, college uh, NFL. Um, but yeah, bear down, cuz across all platforms, uh, TikTok, Twitter, mo- mostly on Twitter and Instagram, though for the most part. Um, follow me on any of those, and then if you're interested in subscribing, that's on my Instagram. Uh, very cheap considering the service. Uh, so you know, I encourage you to do that. Check it out. The testimonials uh, speak for themselves. 
So I appreciate it though, Adam. Thanks for having me on. It's always, always great to chop it up with you. It really now, is. We'll do it again real soon. And uh, I know we got a lot of good things coming up here for the Chicago bears. So it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, we won't be such a stranger next time, but thank you so much for joining us. And thanks to everybody who was here tonight. I appreciate your input and everything like that. And uh, until next week, bear down. Sammy, go ahead and play us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.